Yeah, so welcome to today's Coffee Talk again from Planet Fair. As we do every Friday, we will be talking about ways to, to sort of reach this planet the fastest way possible. And my name is Henrike von Platen and your name is... Margret Bjarnadóttir. I will learn that one day, but I love hearing it how you say it. So, hi Margaret, my coffee is ready. I hope yours too. Um, where are you sitting today? You're still in Reykjavik. But still in Reykjavik. Yeah. yeah, you have so much light around you. How does that come? Because the sun is actually shining today. Wow. <laughs> it's a bit unusual <laughs> for right uh, Yeah. How about you? Where are you? Oh, I'm in Berlin now, and um, I'm actually sitting inside our FPI office after quite some time. And today I can even tell you I have people in this office. We are not alone. Oh, wow. <laughs> Behind the door. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good to have the team here again and uh, and yeah, do things together. Yeah, and actually because of that, we we can come straight to the point. What was really uh, nice too, we had like a like a very short term extra person in the team that wrote an article for us, and that sort of took me again to another country. Where again, I found out that my birth year seems to be very special. I was born in 1971. That's the year where the Swiss women actually got their voting rights. And it's the year where, I have to read this one, where in Sweden, actually, the individual taxation was uh, introduced. And we were like talking a lot about Sweden and about not only this taxation, if you think about how long uh, things take so long. And we always look up to the north. So I want to spend a few minutes today with you on Sweden, if you don't mind, because I remember that in uh, the pay analysis, you also have a special function for Sweden, which comes also for more countries. But this group function, what, what is it that they are doing? Because I think if we look at this 1971 part, we know they are doing things for a longer time already in the north in those countries. We always look up, we from Germany, um, thinking how do they reach things faster. Now, what do they do different there, if you tell us? So that might be something we can copy and paste for other countries too. Might be something that speeds us up. Yeah, I mean, what makes the Swedish legislation very unique is that while most countries look at pay equity on an individual basis, right? So we have two employees, they do similar work, so they should get paid similarly. Um, what makes the Swedish legislation unique is that they look at female-dominated job roles and compare them to male-dominated job roles. So for those who have been listening to us week to week, uh, we've been talking a lot about job evaluation schemes and how you can take all your job titles and evaluate them on your knowledge, skills, work environment, etc. And the end results of that is that you have all your jobs and their values, right? So your computer programmers might be 650, for example. So what the Swedish legislation does is that it requires companies to do this. They have to go through their job roles and evaluate them on these scales. And then they also take a look at, okay, is this a female-dominated job role or a male-dominated job role? And then they ensure that, or the legislation, the goal of the legislation is to make sure that uh, if it's a job role that is female-dominated, evaluated at 650 points, that is not, the average pay there is not lower than for other job roles that might be 
male dominated that are also around 650 points so that's very unique mm-hmm. so you need to dive into that and you need to look at okay um you know if your female dominated job roles are lower paid either you need to justify it or correct it um mm-hmm. can we have a jump into the future i have an idea <laughs> but i don't know if this thought is completely crazy okay if, if you look at the Um, at the job roles in a company by legislation and compare these, then you are already on a level where you could actually compare them between different companies and on a global, let's say, um, national level to start off with, not on the planetary level. Wouldn't that be possible? Would that be possible? I mean, I've never, it just came up to my mind. Wouldn't that be something that could change the whole idea of, of, union contracts or stuff if you would sort of do something overall if you would have enough companies doing that and get the the you know what i want to say yeah i understand what you want to say yes <laughs> so um no i mean i think you bring up a really interesting point and kind of the fundamental assumption that this idea is then building on is that that job evaluations are uniform so what you're saying is that um, or when this could work is that if one organization evaluates programmers in the same way that another organization does, right? Where we might run into issue is that, you know, job roles at a financial, so the same job role, but in different organizations might have different values to those organizations, right? And that is what I would say would be the biggest hurdle um, for uh doing a cross-organization comparison. So if you think about, for example, um, a skilled nursing facility, you know, nurses there are essential to the mission of the organization. Um, A nurse that is hired by a financial institution to, you know, support employee wellness is maybe less critical to that organization. So that might hinder that, you know, that they would evaluate the job in the same way. I mean, it's harder to care for critically ill patients than it is to perhaps promote wellness, right? So that would be the hurdle we would have to overcome. Uh, We would have to agree on universal evaluations of jobs and contributions. It's a big challenge. Can we do it? (laughs) You know? uh, At least it's already a step in that direction if you do it by those groups and not on the individual. That was sort of probably why it came to my mind because it's like when people say, yeah, okay, fair pay, what does that mean? And then you drill it down and you're again only on the individual or the company. And the, But in the end, you want to have it fair for everybody all over the world and so on. And then you get to the point, yeah. But the hurdle is interesting as well. It's hard to crack what's worth, what's the value for the company. That's where the companies stand again when we talk to them saying like, how do I put a value to that? How do I actually put a value to it inside my company? And some want to have um, like, say a list where they can sort of look at what's, uh, they want to uh, compare to the, to the, field where they are working in to others to keep it fair and say okay programmers always get a, always get one euro so they shouldn't get two in my place for example these things then would need to go together as well 
But then yeah. you could get away from these differences in pay that are so huge just because you're in a different company, but still are having uh, are doing the same job. Yeah, but the but then you also so <laughs> sorry for banging down <laughs> sorry for banging down your ideas, but yeah, you're sorry. <laughs> no, but there's also different organizations have different compensation strategies, right? Some of them are salary leaders. They are really, you know, setting the salaries in the market. Others, others have the policy of being followers. They don't set salaries. They tend to be just below the average. So it's a difficult, this, you know, comparison across organization is nuanced. I don't think we will solve it in eight minutes <laughs> and our eight minutes are up. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we need to stop just, but but it was great to start this discussion. It, I think I will carry on thinking about this now. Yeah, no, it's worth it's yeah, thinking about. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you for the coffee today, Margaret. Yeah. And we will leave this cliffhanger for the next round. <laughs> Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.